hey, do you work here? That was so weird. <laughs> the strangest thing. So on Friday night, I was just driving. I had nothing going on. So I was just driving around and decided to do what I enjoy doing in my free time, which is scope out new and exciting grocery stores. And eat potato chips. And potato chips. So I thought I'd combine hobbies. So on Friday night, I pull into a grocery store I've never been in before. It's called Freshco. Have you been in one of those? No, but there's one not far from my house. If you don't know, Freshco, they have really bright green coloring. Yeah, like obnoxious green. The buildings are, they're an eyesore. They're neon green. Yeah, you can't miss them. And all their staff wear neon green shirts. And so I'm in this store. I'm buying a bag of potatoed chips, Doritoed potato chips. Cool Ranch? I went just uh, OG. Okay. Original. Um, and I'm at the self-checkout. I'm paying. I'm wearing a black jacket, a band t-shirt, jeans, have a mask on, and I'm holding a bag of Doritos while paying. I'll bet you had a ball cap on too. No. Oh. No, my okay. hair was looking funky fresh that day. Okay. But I'm paying at the self-checkout, and some guy walks up. Hey, do you work here? <laughs> he needed help finding something. And I just look. Am I, I'm like... No. Am I giving off I work here vibe? <laughs> the staff here you can see from space with their bright shirts. They're everywhere. Uh, I'm paying for chips at the self-checkout. Do you really think I work here? That can go the other way too, though. If you're in like a super trendy clothing store and somebody comes up to you and go, hey, do you work here? It kind of feels good. I would imagine if I were pumping iron at the gym and someone said, hey, are you a trainer? Mm -hmm. That would be very flattering. Yeah. Or if I was going to visit my ailing mother in a hospital and somebody came up to me and said, hey, are you a doctor? I'd probably be flattered. And this one, it wasn't even, I wasn't insulted. It was just, it was so I know. incredibly obvious that I do not work there, that I'm a customer paying for chips. Do you think that that's just a person who just can't find tomato paste in any grocery store they ever go to. So they just randomly approach people and go, do you work here? Until they eventually come upon somebody who works there. Well, I was dumbfounded. And then eventually he just yells over to the girl whose job it is to oversee the self-checkout. Yeah. And yeah, he was just looking for some kind of onion powder or something like that. He's like, aisle two. And then he took off. <sighs> but it was just so confusing. And yeah. I've been thinking about that nonstop ever since. Does it feel good to get it off your chest? Feels good to talk about it. A lawn chair is a good town chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old lawn chair. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> I'm Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly right over there. For the time being, we are the Lawn Chair Prophets. I think it's been officially confirmed the name will change. Yeah, super exciting name. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I still feel like the word podcast is redundant for a podcast. It but doesn't need to be in there, does it? I never thought about that. It doesn't, but I feel like the wheels are already in motion. There's people in other cities putting... We can't afford to change the name of this podcast <laughs> one more. Because, okay. This train's chugging. It started out as the Garner Andrews Show podcast. Once upon a time. Then we had the bright idea to change. We should change the name to Top Ranking Podcast. We thought it was funny. We thought it was funny. Apple didn't think it was funny. So that lasted about three or four months. And then we realized, oh, nobody can find us. Uh, then we changed it to the Lawn Chair Profits which again, we thought was pretty good. Uh, and now it's going back to the OG name, the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly. 
podcast. So everyone listening right now was able to find us mm-hmm. as Lawn Chair Profits, but apparently there are some people who can't. So we're just making it easier to find. That's the whole idea behind this. It's like that person that couldn't find the onion powder in the grocery store. Though. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. So yeah, the name's going to change. Nothing else about it's going to change. Mm-hmm. Just the name. It should be no problems, I've been told. So yeah, we'll we'll... That in the weeks to come, the name is going to change. We'll give you a heads up like the week before it happens so you don't get lost. I, right? think, I think the goal is before Halloween, but who knows? I feel like everyone else is working on this except us. Okay. Well, we host a morning show on an alternative rock radio station in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. It's called Sonic. You can find us online at sonic1029.com. You can also listen to us on the Radio Player Canada app for free for free wow the podcast is free the radio is free hmm. what are we doing i don't know you got a recommendation this week or do you want me to go first you go first okay you went first last week i told you about this um my recommendation this week is a movie called nobody oh okay is that a lame one no it's not a lame Has one everybody seen that is this redundant it's not an old film well I had to pay for it. It was on pay-per-view. Did it come out last year? No, earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, but it's been out for a hot minute with Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. The, I love that guy. I mean, most famous as Saul from Breaking Bad, Bad and then Better Call Saul. And he, I don't know. See, the beauty of this movie is I never really did figure out who he was or what he did for a living. No, it's begging for a sequel or prequel or something. Yeah, but it's so it's very I'm not typically drawn to movies that are all like super shooty and stabby and punchy, and this one has all of those things. But it's just got a cool story and a cool look to it. It almost feels like I'm going to go all film on you here. It gave off a bit of a guy Ritchie vibe to me. Okay. And maybe a little Tarantino. I don't know, but it's good. It's got, uh, so Bob Odenkirk's in it. Uh, Doc from Back to the Future plays his dad. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, it reminded me, too, at times, what was the movie in the 90s, um, Falling Down, the one with Michael Douglas where the guy's just, he's in traffic one day and he snaps and he gets out of his car and he just starts walking and just settling scores because he's irritated by people He's a little bit racist. I don't know if that movie has stood the test of time, but <laughs> the, that movie, by the way, Falling Down with Michael Douglas, that inspired a Foo Fighters video. The, uh, the video for Walk, that's oh. based on Falling Down. Falling Down is a little bit like Nobody. They kind of feel the same way, but that's my recommendation. I loved that movie. No, but it was good. I, did, yeah. I saw it a couple months ago, and I did enjoy it. It kind of has a similar... Like it got a bit of a John Wick vibe, and just that he's just walking around and he's an expert fighter and doling yeah. out intense punishment to those who are against him. I hate movies that are just lots of fighting. I just don't enjoy those movies. But this one, I loved it because there's a cool sort of backstory to it that we maybe don't understand quite yet. But a lot of people have compared it to John Wick. I should probably watch the John Wick movies. I've never seen a second. There are websites for John Wick dedicated to how many people he kills in each scene. Yeah. It's absurd. And the thing about Nobody is I would never have cast Bob Odenkirk as the badass settling scores. I know. But he did it really well. Well, because he's so unassuming. Like you just sort of, oh, here's kind of a a nerdy dad beaten down by life, and now he's breaking arms on a bus. <laughs> that so, bus fight was intense. The bus fight was spectacular. And I just looked it up. I remember looking it up while I was watching it, and I'm looking it up again right now. 
that they actually filmed a huge chunk of it in Winnipeg. What? Yeah. Why? I mean, hey, Winnipeg, <laughs> you're great. It says, principal photography began in Los Angeles in September 2019. Production resumed in Winnipeg in October 2019. Interesting. I had no idea that was Winnipeg. I know. Ah. What a feather in their cap. Wow. How about you? What do you got this week for a recommendation? Okay, mine is a little Edmonton-specific. I looked it up, actually. So this place has two locations in Canada. One is in Edmonton. One's actually in Winnipeg. Oh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg's just getting the love on the podcast this week. So if you're in Winnipeg, you can enjoy this too. Otherwise, you have to wait until you're in Edmonton or Las Vegas. See, I know what you're talking about here because the minute you mentioned this to me backstage, I'm like, oh my God, I've, I go to the one in Las Vegas every time I'm there. So do I. And I think I said, I always get this one. And you said, that's the one I get. That's what I'm going to recommend. Okay. So if you're a fan of sandwiches. Who isn't? It might be the finest sandwich available to buy. It's from a place called Earl of Sandwich. And yeah, they have a bunch of locations, mostly in the United States, two in Canada, one in South Common here in Edmonton. And they have this one particular sandwich, the holiday turkey. It's like turkey dinner in a bun. It's turkey stuffing, gravy, and cranberry sauce <laughs> on this sandwich that they then grill. It's the perfect size, perfect amount, grilled to perfection. And it doesn't fall apart on you. No, it doesn't fall apart. No, it all stays really self-contained. Yeah. So I've had it in the Planet Hollywood Casino. They have one in there. Perfect lunch for when you're in Vegas. It's mobile. It's not messy. But then when I found out they had it, I had it for lunch the other day on the weekend. Ooh! I, d I had an out-of-body experience. Wow, over a sandwich. Over a sandwich. I sat there. I just watched myself from above yeah. eating and just... Losing myself. Shedding that one single tear. In the holiday turkey sandwich from Earl of Sandwich. Do yourself a favor. Treat yourself. The Lawn Care Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Uh, Bryce, so you had an incident. So first of all, you're in a grocery store and you got the, do you work here? But then, was this also on that same Friday night? You're just, this seems so sad. You're just wandering around a Walmart. That was that a Friday was, night? That was a different night. Oh, that but was, that's how you were filling up your evening, <laughs> you know, watching, keeping your head on a swivel, watching out for falling prices. I, it was after, I just had nothing going on after work one day. So I went to a Walmart where, yeah, I had to dodge and weave the falling prices. Yeah. So, and I was walking around looking at something I wasn't even interested in. And I overhear a manager just kind of giving the screws to a couple employees yeah. right there, 10 feet away. Who does that? All I could hear was, I, I, I was inching closer because I wanted the hot juice. I wanted the tea. Can you um, tell us what the manager was saying? Put on your manager voice and do it for us, please. That is not how we do things here. This is how so-and-so did it, and that's why she's not here anymore. And I, was I, actually like yelling at employees in front of customers. Yeah. Oh, that is the worst. It was not in a discreet part of all. It was right outside the electronics department. Like, <laughs> I'm sure there's a place in the back where they could have had this conversation. Was it right next to that bin of $5 DVDs? She, of was, leaning, she that, was leaning on the bin of DVDs. That nobody's ever heard of before? Yeah. Just yeah. giving it to these two employees. Oh. And whatever, I couldn't quite figure out what the error was, but it didn't seem egregious. Yeah, that's just, that's that public drama that... Some people are drawn to it where others flee. I tend, the minute I hear public drama, 
I'm gone. I can't get away fast enough. It just makes me so uncomfortable. But you kind of leaned in. I'm like a moth to a light bulb. Yeah. As long as I'm not involved in the drama, and I was not here, but I was inching closer. I wanted to know what was going on. What were the reactions like? What did these people look like? <laughs> I had to know. Are they crying? Uh, Bryce should have been their savior and gone over and asked for help with something super random. <laughs> does anyone near? Does anyone know here how to tie? <laughs> Uh, Where's the underwear? Do you have yeah. any non-bunching underwear? Can you direct me to the non-bunching underpants? <laughs> this uh, one. <laughs> I don't want to step in. Oh. On Valentine's Day, I once, this is a text. I'm not, this isn't my story. On Valentine's Day, I once witnessed a proposal at a restaurant where I worked. He stood up, called attention to the restaurant, proposed, and was swiftly rejected. Ooh. It was so uncomfortable. But what made it so awkward was that they stayed and ate their full three-course meal in complete silence. They stayed for the dinner? I can see staying for the salad and maybe half the entree, but I'm not going to stick around for dessert. The second the answer is no to that very important question, you get the hell out of the restaurant. Yeah, and how many other people in that restaurant had their Valentines ruined because of this guy? Because he had to make Valentines all about him. They're the same people that propose at somebody else's wedding. It's nobody. Oh. Nobody wants to be in the presence of that. Oh, that's so awkward. And if I'm the guy who just got rejected, the last thing I want to do is sit there and eat my dinner with a bunch of people who watched me get rejected, <laughs> just staring at me the whole time. Was I try to hold in the tears? Ooh. And what do you talk? About with the person who just rejected you. It's like, so we still going away this weekend or? <laughs> so are how's you, your cat? Yeah, you moving out or? Uh, somebody says, if someone proposed marriage to me in public in a showy manner, I would immediately reject him and leave the restaurant, get a pizza and a McCain's deep and delicious chocolate cake on my way home and eat it all in a relaxed, relieved piece at home. That yeah. is a game plan. Yeah, it's very specific. The McCain's Deep and Delicious, which is a fine chocolate cake. That is a good cake. That's a fine choice. Yeah, it is. But I agree. Get the hell out of that restaurant. Ooh. Okay, this one here, Bryce. I was at dinner with my mom in Banff, and the couple next to us had a huge fight. They kept whisper yelling at each other, but we could hear everything. They decided that that was the end of their marriage right there. Oh. Even our server kept making excuses excuses to come by our table to hear the juicy convo. Harry. Yeah, whisper yelling doesn't work. No. I, I don't understand how you can possibly think we can't hear you whisper yelling. And we can also see the expression on your face. Yes. Which is uh, quite clear that your marriage is over. But I would be that waiter where you're just like, oh, my God, just constantly refilling water just so I could hear what's going on. Oh, no, I would have balled up my my um, apron and thrown it in the trash and left. I would have gone home. <laughs> Ending a marriage in a restaurant. It's a bold strategy. Yeah. Because that could really go sideways. People do choose to, like, I don't know whether they went there to end their relationship or whether it just sort of spiraled out of control from there. But a lot of people do choose to end their relationships in public because then they know the other person won't make a huge deal of it. Unless they're wrong, in which case you made a huge mistake. But hopefully people around you will step in and help you sort things out, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And just in case, before you get a fork jabbed in your face. Yeah. 
Uh, somebody said, I was in my living room when all of a sudden articles of clothing and items started falling from above. I guess the guy in the apartment above mine was unfaithful and got caught. I turned off the TV, cracked the patio door to listen. Best two hours of my life. That would have been, you would have been sitting next to that person on the couch just munching popcorn. That would, that's my Christmas. Although you probably should have been eating ice cream because the popcorn would be too loud and you wouldn't be able to hear what was going on. Good point. Yeah. I've never seen the clothes scattered on the lawn before. I thought that was just a movie or a TV show. So did I. That's so juicy. Uh, A van pulled up beside me at the gas station the other day, and as soon as the doors opened, I heard an ongoing domestic dispute, very loud, very sweary, lots of crying. I was super uncomfortable, and so was everyone else who was at the gas station. (laughs) Do you make eye contact with the others and do that... That little head shake thing, or do you just ignore it? All of a sudden, I just, I couldn't be, you know, I'm, I'm washing my windows. I'm doing anything I can to yeah. seem like I'm not eavesdropping. What a bold move. You're in the middle of a huge fight, and you still pull over and get gas. Yeah, and you're like, hang on a second. Let's pause. Let's, let's put a pin in this for a second. Uh, do you have the air miles card? <laughs> Would you scan your air miles mid-argument? <laughs> It kind of takes some of the punch out of the fight. Yeah. And yeah, you're you're getting your reward miles. Uh, When I lived in a three-story walk-up, I heard people shouting out the window one day. Turns out two people were breaking up on the back steps. Neither one of them lived there. Oh, they just chose your building as a prime breakup location? That's nice, breaking up in a building that's not yours. I remember when I first moved to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. My first nights there, I was awoken to the sound of a woman screaming in the parking lot and running. And uh, it continued throughout the night. It turns out her and her boyfriend, who lived in the building apparently, were having a big old disagreement. And let me guess, two days later, they were back together again? Oh, I'm sure they're still together. Yeah. What, the only worse thing than public drama is when somebody you're with is... Like there's always, there's people, and I know some of these people, they have to complain about every meal that they get in a restaurant. Like they always have to tell the server exactly what they thought of the food. It's like, it's almost, it's predictable now that these people are going to have a problem with their meal to the point it makes it hard to go out with them. And I get it. Every now and again, your chicken is like eating an old shoe and you need to tell them that. But every single meal, it's like, mm, I don't like the way the peas touched my potatoes or that kind of thing. But the, th- that's just other people dragging you into their drama. Listen to this one. I have a friend from BC who came here to see me. We went to McDonald's for lunch and she opened up her food. Upon discovering that they put her cheeseburger in a hamburger wrapper, she flipped right out. She wanted me to go with her and go back inside I refused to do so, so she pulled out her phone and made a 20-minute Facebook rant about how stupid and incompetent the staff at that McDonald's were because they couldn't put a cheeseburger in the right damn wrapper. Yikes. At what point are you like, you know what? This friendship has run its course. Oh, my God. I would break up with a friend over that, especially when they're trying to recruit you to go back inside and complain with them. You got the right burger. It just came in the wrong package. What's the big... This is a level of OCD that we probably can't understand. And to sit in that car while the person beside you is hammering out their Facebook rant, and all you want to do is go home. 
Yeah. Oh, that's a long 20 minutes. And they keep refreshing the screen to see how many likes they got on that post. Shocker, none. You're listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. It's like radio, but on the internet. Well, this kind of goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about. Sometimes public drama is just downright awkward. It's Um, very awkward. (laughs) It's very awkward. And that's why you have the uh, initial reaction to flee. Yeah, yeah, because I want no part of any of this. I want to get as close to I can before the awkward sprays all over me. Listen to this. Uh, I was at Earl's and got seated at a table right next to my coworker who was there with a woman. I only sort of knew this guy but didn't really know him. So we just kind of acknowledged each other politely and got on with our dates. Well, at the end of the meal, when his date got up to go use the bathroom, his card got declined and he had to ask me to pay his tab. I did, but then he never paid me back and never talked to me again at work, Clay. Oh. (sighs) First of all, (laughs) is there anything worse than being debit or credit card declined? It's the, even if you've got money, it's the worst, especially, and we've talked about this before. If you have money and you have credit and your card gets declined, the server needs to make a big deal out of the fact, oh, this is probably my equipment. This has nothing to do with you. But then when it fails again and it fails again and you're just sinking lower and lower and lower, that's the worst. That's I imagine that's what it feels like to drown. This guy got lucky that his date was in the bathroom at that time. Yes, and hopefully in there for a while. Because nothing kills the mood faster than watching a potential sweetie get debit card declined on a date. But to never pay that person back and never acknowledge it? I know. That makes me uncomfortable. It'd be so easy for this guy, like, on the Monday or whenever this was, just go and go, oh, wow, that was awkward, huh? Look, I'm a little tapped out right now, but I am going to pay you back. Just acknowledge it, and that probably, obviously, you want to get the guy paid back as quickly as possible. But to not even acknowledge it, that is next level. I couldn't do it. Uh, Glenn. Just wanted to call, make a comment on Clay. The guy uh, who pays for his co-worker's tab and then doesn't have the stones to collect off the guy? Oh, no. Hey, so this is Clay's fault? Well, no, it's not Clay's fault that the guy's a piece of crap uh, that doesn't want to pay what he owes. Yeah. But if, if Clay knows the guy, is still a, if he still works with the guy, confront him. Yeah, I'm sure that he probably has, but at the same time... Clay bailed this guy out of an super embarrassing situation. Why should he have to burn one more calorie to collect his money? Well, I mean, it just goes, I mean, if if it bothers them enough to send a text out, you know, to say about what happened, then yeah, he should, they should confront the guy or, or complete the the mission and tell everybody at work that this guy, uh, you know, what what, what he's about. That right there. That is victim blaming, Bryce. Clay is the victim. No, I don't blame Clay at all. I would find it hard and awkward to bring up like, hey, that uh, 80 bucks, you going to pay that back or like, yeah, that shouldn't be on, that shouldn't be on him. Like maybe eventually he can go, hey, uh, I kind of need that money, but he shouldn't have to do that. No, he shouldn't. The other guy should, that one frustrates me. When people blame Clay. That dynamic in that office must've been tense. Oh Yeah. Today in Awkward, I was at work. I was approached by a co-worker's husband. 
He said he was sorry my boyfriend and I had broken up. He thought we were a good, solid, long-term couple. I looked at him and said, we're still together. The awkward pause while I waited for him to explain why he thought we broke up was painful. FYI, my relationship lasted another 24 hours until I spoke to my boyfriend about what I was told. That's when the relationship ended. So hang on a second. Am I understanding... Did that coworker he, have insider information? Yeah, like did he tell the coworker in advance that he was breaking up with you? The weird uh, way to go. Or did the coworker can he see the future? Oh, maybe he has a crystal ball. Today in awkward, a guy I used to work with quit our crap job, made a big deal about his new job. Turns out his new job was a six month contract, and he got fired before the end of it. He somehow got his old job back despite what he had said about our boss. His first day back was my last day, and he told me, oh, you'll be back. That was four years ago. He still has that crappy job, Randy. Hmm. To go out, middle finger up, guns blazing, spit flying, telling everyone off, only to have to return with your tail between your legs six months later, that's a walk of shame. But isn't that, like, if you go out like that, Where's your dignity and self-respect? Like at that point, you shouldn't be begging to get your old job back, right? Because there's just a level of shame now that you have to come back to. I'm not strong enough that I could go back into that office and pretend that everything's all good, that I didn't say those things about <laughs> <Yeah>. the boss. <laughs> Remember that one day when I said all those things, man, that was funny, huh? I was totally joking. You knew yeah. I was joking, right? I was so wasted. Huh? <laughs> You're listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner and Bryce. They're trapped in your phone forever. Uh, I think I need to get a new hobby. I got nothing going on. No, and it's funny because there's a hobby shop across the street from where we are right now. I drive past it every day and I'm always like, I should probably. Well, that's where I, when I decided that one day I was going to become a metal detector guy and I was going to find treasures and riches. And then I got bored with that within 10 or 15 minutes. That's where I bought that. And that was an impulse. I was driving by that hobby store. And I'm like, huh, I'm going to go get a new hobby. I looked at remote control cars. Um, I can't remember what the, oh, a wood burning set, mm. a, a leather tooling set, like making cool things out of leather. And then I left with a metal detector instead. So Yeah, I drive past it all the time. I'm like, you should get into building ships in bottles. Yeah, I bet you they have that there. I bet you that's, is that a, still a thing? I don't know. It should be. I I keep thinking to myself, maybe I should be a drone guy. Like get a drone and fly it around and take pictures and stuff. Although that's creepy. Like a, it is a little weird when you see one flying overhead. Yeah. What are they uh, doing? Yeah. Why are they watching me? But it does. Or seem maybe that's fun. just narcissism that I assume people are watching me. Because the TV station that works in this building with us, they have a drone. They do. They do, and we oh. got to see them uh, use it. Remember at that festival we used to do? Uh, they used a drone a couple times. and I don't remember that, but They had to sure. get special training to oh. fly that thing. Because mm. I wanted to take her for a rip. And they said, no, you flying this drone over a crowd of people is a recipe for disaster. True. I never thought about that. Yeah. When you put that, because if it falls out of the sky from 300 feet, even if it only weighs a pound or two, that's going to be like getting hit with... Uh, I wouldn't say a framing hammer. I'd say maybe like a hobby hammer. <laughs> it's going to leave a mark. Yeah. So they said no, but I got to watch them fly it and it did seem kind of cool. Especially, yeah, when you get the 
cameras involved with everything. It's pretty neat. I think they're expensive, though. Hang on. Hi. Hey, good morning, Garter. How are you? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great, too. Good. Are you, hey. do you, are you a drone person? Um, I used to be, and then I wrecked them all, so I just found it too expensive. <laughs> yeah, you probably want to be pretty good at it before you buy the expensive drone. Yeah, and I didn't, and I wasn't good with the cheap ones, so I never went up for the $1,000 ones, so... How much, is that what they cost? Like, what would a good drone cost? They're like $1,000 and up. Huh. Because it's all the cameras, right? The HD cameras and the propellers and all that. So, yeah, they're really expensive. My friend has one, $1,200. Okay, if only there was like a $100 one that I could learn on so I could crash it a few times. You can, and you can get it off, you know, that Wish Chinese site. You can get you can get it. Take you about six months to get it, but for sure. And then if it breaks, they'll always send you a good one because they want the good review. What expensive hobby are you on to these days? Oh, me? I own a Can-Am Spider, so that's really expensive. Oh, is that that weird motorcycle where you got the two wheels on the front and the one on the back? Yes. That so looks, that's my hobby. That looks very tippy overy. No, not at all. Not at all. I um, it's got three wheels, so you can't tip at all. Well, do you remember would, the Honda trikes of the nineteen eighties? The uh, paraplegic maker, I think they called that. <laughs> yeah, I think those do wheelies and stuff like that. They're not that stable because of the one wheel in the front. Yeah, mind. So, yeah, like you said, it was one wheel in the front, two in the back. This is reversed, though. The thing you ride. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just I don't know. I would lose interest the minute I discovered I wasn't very good at it. I would be very nervous about flying that thing into a tree. And if I did fly it into a tree, I'm not strong enough as a person to go retrieve it. There'd be too much shame involved. I would just walk away. Yeah. And pretend I didn't lose it in a tree. Just leave $1,000 in the bush. Uh, That's so too much pride. Let's talk about expensive hobbies here. Somebody said, my expensive hobby is art. Colored pencils I use are $200 for a 12-pack? $200 for 12 colored pencils? There better not be one of those crappy white pencils in there. For two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks. They must be some kind of pencil. I wonder if they're the giant novelty ones. Oh, I assume like two hundred bucks for twelve pencils. They must be, you know, it's not quality. It's quantity must, size. They have to be two feet long. <laughs> At first, I thought that twenty dollars for a twelve pack, and I thought that's not bad. And then I realized there's another zero on there. <laughs> uh, oh, the horse riding people. This is mine. Somebody said that their kid is into dressage horse dancing horse dancing and it's like $1,800 a month that doesn't even include the cost of the horse the horse pants the horse boots like the not the ones that the horse wears but like the yeah when you say horse pants it's the pants you wear while riding a horse isn't that one of the finest looks too it's a classy look the white shirt with the horse pants and the horse boots that is a fine fine look but yeah apparently those boots are like $1,500 and then you got to go away to competitions and it's like $500 here $1,500 there so dressage apparently very very expensive who knew Yeah, I don't understand why you can't do horse dancing in sweatpants why you need the fancy $200 pants yeah just get yourself a set of Kirkland's and wear a pair of Crocs instead of the $1,500 horse boots. 
Yeah. I had a friend whose daughter was into competitive horse riding. Her horse was struck by lightning and her, her mom and the trainer were on a flight to Ireland within days to look at horses that started at around $300,000. It's the price of a starter house. Yes. In some places. <laughs> Can't live in a horse. <laughs> Fellas, I used to operate a fundraising horseback trail ride. After you buy the $50,000 horse, you've also got to shell out for the $100,000 horse trailer with the living quarters so that you can get to the trails. You also have to purchase your three-quarter ton truck to haul your horse. It's bananas. Yeah. Every time we see a horse trailer on the highway, I always think the same thing. Would it be fun to stand back there? Just like on your own, stand alone in that trailer as it's being pulled. Would that be fun or would that get old real fast? Oh, it'd be terrifying. <laughs> it'd be super noisy. Do you think that people ever, like if you are at a horse show and your horse is being a bit of a bee, not performing well or anything, do you think when they're driving home, do you think that the guy at the wheel ever just gives the wheel just a little jerk? Maybe he's not avoiding the potholes. Yeah. This time around. <laughs> <laughs> That's animal cruelty. That's not a joke. No. Holy crap. Uh, shooting guns apparently is super expensive. Uh, we got somebody on the phone here who his wife spends big bucks on cricket stuff. You know what a cricket is? Like the bug? No. The sport? No, no. Um, one of my gifted children used to work in a craft store, and she said, oh, yeah, people would come in and spend thousands of dollars on cricket stuff. Go ahead. Hi. Oh, yeah, it's ridiculous. I got her one for Christmas three years ago, and yeah, the amount of different vinyls and paper and markers and uh, oh my goodness. There's a huge yeah. portion of the audience right now that's like, what does a cricket do? A cricket allow like you can do personalized coffee cups, you can make those Everything. You can make almost anything, signs. any kind of sticker. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What's your wife making on her cricket? Um, gift card holders gift card holders yeah like you know the little sleeve that you get at the store for free with the gift card to put yeah. the gift card in yeah she'll make one of those when we buy a gift card for somebody oh <laughs> wow because otherwise the person receiving the hundred dollar earl's gift card is like what is this garbage yeah exactly it says earl's on it yeah but you How put it in a, know what it's for you put it in that sleeve and suddenly they're grateful Exactly. Yeah, not that I share or harbor any resentment for it at all. Oh, and meanwhile, I know people would make fun of my hobbies, so I'm not making fun of your wife. It's just that's such a random thing to make with a cricket. Oh, yeah, that. I mean, birthday cards, whatever, that's fine. I get it. Little things that you iron on on shirts, that's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. the gift card sleeve, that's a... Uh, that one, that one got me when she was like, what? I was like, what are you making? She goes, oh, a gift card sleeve. And I went, oh. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for our brand new segment on the show, Guys Talking About Crickets. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what this podcast needs more of, just guys talking about crafts. I've never heard of cricket before. Uh, I didn't know you could throw that kind of money at it. I do think it would be funny to have a, like to have a cricket, and maybe I'll just go buy one as a lark, and then make my friends coffee mugs that say, like, number 237 dad. And give it to them for Father's Day. 
sounds like a lucrative business. Yeah. I think you just found what they call a side hustle. Uh, my wife does epoxy tumblers and resin casting. Oh, oh, those are the videos that I always get. The epoxy videos on the Facebook? epoxy videos are fantastic. It always finishes so smooth. Yeah. Uh, she also has a cricket, LOL, Jay-Z. Am I the only one who didn't know what a cricket was? Yeah, you are. Holy cow, that's embarrassing. One more? Sure. Okay. Katie. Um, yeah, so my expensive hobby is I take care of multiple cows. I have, like, a mini herd. So. <laughs> a mini herd of cows? Yes. How many cows in a regular herd versus a mini herd? There's about, um, for a small herd, there'd be, like, 200. I have, like, four. Yeah, okay. How much, okay, how much do cows cost? Um, well, I've gotten mine, like, really cheap. We, like, we took care of these two calves when they were younger with yeah. a mom, and I never paid for them. I just took care of them, and were, I thought it was so much fun. And then I got a beef cow for $300, which is super cheap. A beef cow for $300? Yeah, normally they're, like, 25000 well, but that one that you got probably got a lot of miles on it. It's ornery. No, it was a baby, but it was from it was from uh, some friends that we had. So a couple they, of dents in yeah. it. And then I got a calf, a baby Holstein, the black and white ones, for free because he had like his legs were kind of like buckled. They're like he's walking on his ankles. Sort of like how Bryce skates. But he was a twin, so with a girl, so we couldn't do anything if you wanted to like breed other cows. So. So but do you eventually, one day, will you eat your friends or your, your herd? Yeah, I will. Yeah, and I, th- no judgment here. But is that weird, like after you've named the animal and kind of played around with it, almost like it's a dog, and then all of a sudden it's on your barbecue? Is it weird? And again, no judgment. Um, for me, no, but I know, like, a lot of people think it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's, it's animals, and, I mean, they're for food. I obviously will cry when they die, so. And that right there is why you never, ever name your cow. Because you don't want to be sitting down to a great big rack of ribs, and you're like, oh, Kevin, you're delicious. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Hear more weekday mornings on Sonic 1029 Edmonton on your radio, on the Radio Player Canada app, and on your smart speaker. Play Sonic 1029.